right here. All right, everybody, welcome back to episode three. Well, I'm never going to remember what episode it is because we did the numbering thing and then we changed the numbering thing a little bit. Yeah, you wrote episode four in the notes. Yeah, so that shows you where my head's at. You're one You're one step ahead at all times. Yeah, I'm already thinking about next week's episode, but we're going to talk about last week's news, apparently, is, is what my brain is thinking at, at this current moment. Yeah, whatever. It's but not dynamic. It is what it is. Yeah, we're um, figuring it out as we go. Yeah, exactly. We're new to the game, yeah, kind of. Kind of new. We came out of retirement. Yeah, I mean, so. we only ever made it like six episodes deep. So we're basically virgins. A little rusty. Yeah. If anything. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while since we were serious, but we got our game faces on. I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> so uh, we, got a, we got a pretty decent uh, episode packed for you today. Um, we're actually going to do it a little different. We've talked about baseball for the beginning of uh, the other episodes, but we're switching it up on you today. We're talking about baseball last, actually. Um, first thing that we want to get into is NBA free agency just started, um, and it's kind of like the NHL and even NFL for that degree. Like, free agency starts, and then it's over by, like, three days after. Yeah, nothing is – nothing to at this point, nothing is, hap- like, going to happen. I mean, there is still big splashes to be made, hopefully. Yeah, but, uh, you'll see trades, but as far as, like, good players that are actually left on the market, there's, like, like Laurie Markkinen, I think, is the best player that's a free agent. Yeah. And if he's the best player left, it's like, oh, it's just that's, old, like, okay. I feel like it's just old guys, like, UFAs that are, you know, if you sign them, they could be potentially a liability or they just retire the year after. Yeah. I know in, ho- like in hockey, that's how, like, that's everybody who's left who's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, it's just not as like it, it, if you want to pay attention to it, you gotta pay attention the first day, and then after that, you might as well yeah, turn kind of, it off. It, yeah, it fizzles out over time. Um, but all right, so NBA free agency, uh, we are gonna touch on two, I guess three teams because we're gonna talk about the Sixers. Why not? Everybody likes the Six. Most people that are listening like the Sixers. Um, but first, we're gonna touch on the Bulls. The Bulls went out. They made a pretty big splash. They go out. They signed Lonzo Ball. Uh, and I believe it was a sign-in trade, but I don't know that for a fact, but I'm pretty certain. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, all I know is that it might have been a sign-in trade just because there's tampering now that is being investigated, which, like, it's kind of funny because you hear tampering and it's like, oh, like, something's going to happen. Like, Lonzo Ball is going to be a free agent again. Like, who's going to get him? It's like, no, the NBA is going to look at it. They're probably going to find something, and they're going to be like, all right, we're taking away the 78th overall pick from the draft. Yeah. And nothing. yeah, here's Lonzo Ball. Like, yeah. Go have him for your four years, 85 mil. Nothing happens. Which, four years, 85 million for Lonzo Ball kind of just shows. Like, I get it. Like, he's better now than he was when he came into the league with the Lakers. Yeah. But, like, that shows you how lucrative the deals are in the NBA. Yeah, and there's a lot of money to be thrown around. We talked about that last week. There's a lot of guys, like, at the, at the end, the very end of the podcast, we talked about signings that were happening, like, you know, as we were recording the podcast, and they're dishing out 90 mil, 85 mil to these guys who are, like, it's highly questionable. But, obviously, the money's there in the league. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, these, you know, you'd see way less. And it's like, Lonzo Ball is, I think he's... I think he's maybe at best he's a slightly above average basketball player in yeah. the NBA. Like yeah. he's not gonna like he's a good passer. I'll give him that. He's a good passer. He's got the size to be a good defender, but he's not gonna score. Like he's not gonna take over a team. He's not no. gonna take over a quarter. He's not gonna 
He himself is not going to win you a basketball game. He will do things to help you win a basketball game. But if you're looking for a guy that's like, we're signing this guy. We can count on him in the fourth quarter. He's going to give us 12 in the fourth, and he's going to put us over the top. Lonzo Ball's just not that guy, in my opinion. No, I don't He's not that guy. He's not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. Yeah. Um, but they also go out, They, they this is definitely a sign-and-trade. They get DeMar DeRozan in a sign-and-trade, which I love that signing. I love DeMar DeRozan. I think he is one of the more underrated players in the NBA. 100%. I think he's got one of the cleanest jump shots I've ever seen. He's just a solid, very solid player. Yeah. Again, not a guy that you'd expect to carry your team for an entire season, but come playoff time, if I'm looking at my team and I see DeMar DeRozan's on the roster, I'm thrilled yeah i'm thrilled to have him on my team yeah i mean ever since the trade with toronto to uh uh fucking goddamn spurs yeah the spurs Spurs for Kawhi, i feel like that was at that point in time like demar definitely got sent to a shitty situation like situation that hasn't like nothing's going on down in san antonio and um you know Kawhi was going to blow up. If he stayed in San Antonio, he, he would have been just as good as he is now. He, maybe he wouldn't have, you know, won a chip or anything. But regardless, like, if DeMar goes somewhere else, maybe he doesn't go to San Antonio. You could be, I think DeMar, like, he could be like a, you know, like a, it's not, he's not a household name now, but it's like your first thought of, like, top guys maybe isn't DeMar DeRozan. But now going to Chicago with a whole new situation he could easily run that team. He could, yeah, like he, it's it's him and I guess Zach Levine is still on the on the Bulls, right? So yeah. like it's those two, and I think you could very easily make the case that Demar Derozan is the bigger star there. Yeah, definitely. I think. I mean, maybe you know, it's definitely close, but at least he has an opportunity now to go to a new you know a new team and. In a big spotlight, too. Like, that's the thing. Like, San Antonio was, like, in it for a while. And everybody knows who the Spurs are, for sure. I'm not discounting that. But But the Spurs were known for being, like, good because they had, like, just these dudes. Like, they had Duncan and Ginobili and Tony Parker. Like, it wasn't like, you know, you think of, like, the Celtics and you think, like, big names. Like, you think of, um, like, wherever LeBron is, like, when he was with Cleveland or Miami. Like, you think of, like, big names. Yeah. And... San Antonio is just not that place. Like they're kind of just that, like you know, steady Eddie team. Yeah. Always going to be in the playoff hunt. Never going to be in a in the lottery. Really, like they're always going to be a solid team. The Bulls, however, you go to the Bulls, all the history in the world there. Yeah. Not only you have you know you got Jordan Pippen and all that whole era and how great that was. Um, you know, even you could even talk about Derrick Rose when Derrick Rose came up. He was a sensation and a half. Yeah. Everybody cared about the Bulls when he was on the team. And Chicago's a great basketball town. Definitely. It really is. Yeah. And I mean, you got to figure if Derrick Rose never gets, you know, if Derrick Rose never gets injured, there's a good chance that Chicago could have been like a juggernaut in the league because easily he was absolutely disgusting. He could have been one of like the best players of all time. He was there. Listen, you know players are good when rules get changed because of them. Like that's what everybody's saying right now Trae about Young. the Trey. Yeah, the Trey. I mean, Trey Young's a fucking. He's a fraud and a half, and he <laughs> looks like he's eighty-five years old. But besides the fact, like when you get a rule change and it's like because of something you did, that's that's how you know you're a good player. And there was a rule change because of uh, Derrick Rose. He won MVP at such a young age that they had to change how like. He could structure a contract and how much money he could make the next year yeah. in a max deal. Like that's how you know 
that this guy was good. They talk about it in baseball all the time. They moved, they changed the mound height because of Bob Gibson. He was going out there throwing like 100, 100 miles an hour, blowing guys away, and they had to change something because they were like, no one is ever going to hit Bob Gibson. We have to change something. Yeah. That's pretty bizarre. I mean, you got to figure how many times does that happen in hit like the history of sports? Probably a handful of times, you know. Right. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. That's why, like, again, that's how you know this guy was good. This guy made an impact in the game. And how do how how can we tell? Oh, there's there's this rule now because yeah. because of it. Yeah. So regardless, it seems like maybe there could be a a little bit of spark of spark of life in Chicago. Hopefully, it'd be. I feel like that's a team that. Most people, I could say, I, I, I'm thinking would wouldn't mind seeing being good in the NBA. Definitely, just not. like not just a team that just like fucking goes whatever, like 20 and 60, whatever every year. Like it's been deplorable for the past however many years now. So yeah. it's like you know, hopefully something happens there. Yeah, everybody's looking forward to it. We'll see. Um, Eastern Conference is going to be tough. There's a lot of good teams in the East. Yeah. Um, but moving on to our other team, that or one of our other two teams we're going to highlight here, the Lakers went out and seemingly signed everybody yeah. and or traded for everybody. Yeah. Um, they get Russell Westbrook in a trade, which we'll get to that in a second. Um, they get a bunch of free agents. It's like, which is really strange to me because – I could be a thousand percent wrong about this, and I'm sure I am, but it seems like a lot of guys, like after playing with LeBron, are kind of like, I don't know, like that was kind of shit. <laughs> like, yeah. we didn't really like doing that. Yeah, you, it seems like you, I, I don't think you could say you love them or you hate them. It seems like the guys who are top players in the league who don't have an opportunity to sign with whatever team LeBron's playing with love him. And will then eventually sign with him. And then whatever happens. Like the only guy really who has played with LeBron and has stayed with LeBron is Anthony Davis. Yeah. Like Kyrie. He was like, I want out like exact, right away. <laughs> and and it seems like every other person that LeBron has played with after a year or two has moved on. I guess the exception would also be Miami. But that was because that, yeah. that was a whole team-up situation. Though. Yeah. Like, it wasn't Kyrie's choice for LeBron to come back. No. Whereas all three of Bosh and Wade and uh, LeBron were all free agents at the same time. Like, they literally had hatched that plan out probably, like, mid-season. Like, hey, like, let's just go make a super team. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, guys are – I'm sure LeBron – like. You know, the whole recruiting thing is like, you know, that's not oh, that's illegal to do in the NBA, right? To yeah, like, that, that's the whole tampering thing. Okay, that's part so, of it, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, obviously that's, you know, frowned upon. But, you know, to say that LeBron, like, LeBron's definitely getting guys to come. To Easily. LA. Like, you, Easily. You're, you're not going to stop that. You could, fuck, you could literally say anything and kind of hint towards, like, yeah, I kind of want you to come here. Yeah. But it seemed, you know, wasn't there something going around with the Lakers signings that it's like, a bunch of old guys. Yeah, it is. It is like a bunch of like old dudes. Yeah, I mean, Mello signed there, and that's you know that's cool. Like, yeah, that's a that's another one of those things though, where it's like I feel like for the longest time it's like oh like Mello and I feel like Dwayne Wade was in this when he was still playing, and there was somebody else, and it was like yo like let's all like just <laughs> team up, and it's like that was talked about every year. It was like. And I honestly think it might have been Russell Westbrook. Like, it might have been Mello, Russell Westbrook, Dwayne Wade, 
and LeBron were always like it would always come up like midseason. There'd be like some fucking guy that works for ESPN and he'd be like, oh, they talked about doing this, but it didn't work out. And it's like, yeah, no shit. It didn't work out because like until you're at Mello's age or like Dwayne Wade's age at the end of his career, which him, it doesn't factor in because he he already had won a championship. But like until you get to that point, you're bag chasing. And that's in any sport. Yeah. You're bag chasing until like you're not necessarily washed up, but like, okay, like you're, you're done with like making serious money. Let's go like try to win something. And people always talk about like, well, why, why are they bag chasing? Why is all this other shit? It's because the fact of the matter is, is in sports, as much as you don't want to think about it as a fan, when you're a player, you're an employee and it becomes very apparent very quickly when you get treated poorly, when you see your teammates treated poorly, when you see organizations run as a business, that's why you chase the bag. That's because you're an employee. Like that's, that's, I think what's lost. And obviously it, it's tough for us to say outside because if any of us were in professional sports, it's like we're get, we're making six figures for being on a roster. Yeah. And these guys are like, we're over here like, wow, this guy's really being greedy about $3 million. Like he's going to sign for $13 million instead of $10 million. <laughs> like that's what people don't understand is like, it's a business. Like why wouldn't you go where you're going to get paid more? Like that's, that's how anything works. Yeah. You're, you're at a job, you get offered another job, you go back to your current job and you say, Hey, I just got offered for X amount of money. You either match that or go above it or I'm gone. Yeah. That's how it works in anything. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what happened with me at the pond. I was cutting, I was cutting the ice for $10 an hour and an opportunity presented itself to make it $5 more. I said, fuck the Zamboni game, and I left. <laughs> that's and that's that's how we're out cleaning the Avon Grove Charter School. Yeah, this now, is how now I'm cleaning up the community. So it's like... Uh, it's good for the soul, and it's good for the pocketbook. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing nothing wrong. I've only I've only made uh, big-time gains, to say to say the least. And, but back to like the whole mellow thing, it's like, at this point, who, the, I, who knows? If the Lakers... I don't think the Lakers will win next year. I don't know, though. I mean... Davis and LeBron are injured last season, and clearly that ship sunk incredibly quick, and nobody expected them to do anything with what they had because their bench was shit. So, you know, this year, does something happen? Potentially. I kind of don't want to see it happen. I, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not going to say I'm a LeBron. Uh, I, no, I don't like LeBron. I'm definitely, I'm gonna, I'll be honest. I do not like LeBron. I'm definitely not a LeBron guy. I figure at this point it's like, you know, I don't. Like, let's see other people. Let's see other people win. Let's see other teams win. That's why this finals was like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I watched the finals every night, but that's why it was like a refresh. Yeah. It was nice to see two teams that hadn't been there. Yeah. And um, that were like, you know, over the past five to 10 years building like literally to get to this point. And this is where. And doing it the right way. Exactly. You know, building from the ground up, not doing the Lakers bullshit where they start to do that. And then, oh, LeBron's a free agent. I bet he'd love to come to LA. Here's fucking a giant max deal. Oh, and we'll also trade 85 first round picks to get LeBron. Yeah. Sorry, to get Anthony Davis. And that's how we'll be good. Yeah. I mean, so who knows what happens in LA this year? I, I, I really, even, even with all the guys that they got, like, even with Westbrook, I mean, that could be the game. I think if there's anybody who's going to change the game for the Lakers, I think it's going to be Westbrook. I actually, 
I don't see the fit there. I'll be honest. Like, I, I, I really don't. And the reason I say that is because Westbrook is a guy that needs the ball in his hands. Yeah. And I'd argue that LeBron is also a guy that needs the ball in his 100%. hands to succeed. Especially at the age that he's at now. Yeah. He can't be a shooter. Like, he's he's got to be a passer. He's got to be, like, more of a, a point forward, a point guard type. And with, like, LeBron's a decent shooter, I would say. Westbrook will not make anything if it's not a layup or a dunk. Yeah. He won't. He like he like whenever you saw this past year or years prior with the Wizards and he he takes he pulls up, takes a three, pulls up, takes a jumper, the defense is like hallelujah. Like yeah. thank God he just did that because we know he's not making that shit. <laughs> yeah, so I mean I guess that's basically the same situation that it was like with the Nets going into you know, with Harden and Kyrie and KD, it's like KD will get his points no matter what. But Harden and Kyrie were, I think, two guys where they both can shoot. Obviously, it's because like who's gonna have the ball in their hands. So I guess this is a this is the same problem, but w- for different reasons. Yeah, kind of. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so that's enough on the Lakers. Fuck the Lakers. <laughs> um, uh, now we're going to get into real quick. We'll touch on Ben Simmons. Um, it came out more officially this past week that there's been virtually no communication between Simmons and anybody with the Sixers. It's all going through the agent now. Um, first impression that I had reading that was, okay, like if it's almost all going through the agent, I would love to know who Ben Simmons is still talking to on the Sixers. Or in the Sixers organization. Because it sure as shit is not Daryl Morey. It sure as shit is not Embiid. Yeah. So who the hell matters that he's still talking to? Like, is he talking to fucking Paul Reed? Yeah. Like, what does that matter? I mean, it could be like a three-way type of a thing where Ben Simmons still talks to TJ McConnell. And TJ McConnell still talks to, like, the trainer. Um, and then it, you know, works its way up the chain as things do. It's like playing telephone where it starts as something and then, you know, Ben Simmons says whatever. And by the end, it's like, Jesus Christ, like, is he actually doing that? Yeah. So I, I, who knows? I mean, I guess if there was anybody, it's probably Matisse. It it probably be That was going to be my guess. You know, too. I didn't, I literally did not, I had no clue Matisse Thibel was Australian. Yeah, until like two weeks ago and that he was on the Olympic team. Didn't know that. So the Australians basically have like their best players are really like Americans. Yeah. But it's like they're fucking whatever. Like that's crazy. There's so many guys who are in that in that boat. And there's so there's not so many guys, but the guys that are in that boat, it's odd to be like literally never knew Matisse Thibel was was from Australia. And if you told me that, I would say you're fucking crazy. Yeah, I would I honestly like because I'm pretty sure he went to high school in yeah. somewhere in Washington. That wasn't the narrative. Like with Ben Simmons, the narrative was like he's like he's Australian. Obviously, Ben Simmons came over here. He doesn't sound Australian. Okay, for one. So there's you know right there you could just tell. So, yeah. So this is this is highly debatable. Yeah, this he very well might not be Australian. No, I mean I mean I hey I mean I don't want to fucking toot my own horn or anything, but I did sit six seats away from his father. At a uh, Sixers playoff game once, and he didn't sound Australian either. His mother does sound Australian. They are Australian. Whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is, it could be fake though. Let's not rule that you out. You could fake anybody. Could fake it. I mean, if you practice hard, you know, long, hard enough. 
We might. We're actually going to do the rest of the episode on Australian. We could try. I think I. I think <laughs> I'd be, be out after five it'd seconds. Be pretty bad. Yeah, it would definitely be pretty bad. Mine would be more British than it would be Australian. Yeah, I think I that's what I'd run into. I could definitely do the British uh, accent. I can't do the Australian. A lot of Fulham. A lot of Fulham oh, soccer. It's just all. Watching. It's all the lust. It's all the the recent development of the love for the 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 fucking beautiful game. That's all. <laughs> that's all it is. And Peaky Blinders. <laughs> that's the oh, that's all I got going. And I actually, I'm super into like, br- like British house music. True. I True. I think it's fucking fantastic. I think if you're drinking and listening to like British house music, there's nothing better. Not that we drink. We're only you know we're no, underage. So. No. But actually, there are developments in a, maybe within a year, a little bit less than a year. There are some developments with a couple major breweries in the um in the Colorado Rocky region. No free ads. Yeah, no free ads. We'll talk about that later, maybe. Or we'll keep it on the DL. Yeah. It is what it is. For now. Um, so, yeah, it seems like Ben Simmons is on his way out. Um, I, at the beginning of the offseason, was one of the guys that was like, I want Simmons for another year. Let's try it again. I wasn't as pissed because if he makes a couple more free throws, we're not even thinking about talking about trading Ben Simmons. Yeah, as we mentioned, we mentioned that last uh, episode. Like, they, none of this is brought up if he if he makes his free throws. Yeah, none of this is brought up. There's actually a good chance if he makes his free throws that the Sixers are at least playing in the finals easily. If not easily, there's a good chance. If not, you know, they could have potentially won, but. We should definitely we should definitely bring up the fact that you know with Ben Simmons potentially not being around, there was a picture that surfaced of Matisse Thybul and da- Damian Lillard at the Olympics. Very cool picture. Yeah. If you're a Sixers fan. Yeah. Or you know, or if you're a Matisse Thybul fan, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and for what you said, you know, apparently they're. Tr- I don't. I hope the boat's going towards Lillard at this point. It better be because Bradley Beal's already come out and said he doesn't want to go. So because they signed, they made some signings in yeah. Washington. Yeah. So as far as if I if the if the fucking if the battleship isn't pointed at Damian Portland Lillard. right now and Damian Lillard, then like what are we doing? In, like uh, like the Sixers, the Sixers trading Simmons, even if it's like three first rounders, like what does that do for them? Like three first rounders isn't going to get them Lillard. They don't have the other pieces without including Simmons in in the deal to get Damian Lillard. Yeah. So like, what's the What's the goal if it's not Damian Lillard? Like, there has to be a backup plan, but straight up, as a fan, I don't know what that plan is. I don't even know where that the start of that plan would be. It also seems like from, at this point, it's like, you know, it seems like teams are settling down. Yeah. You know, not fully, but teams are definitely not, like, at this point, it's like, if anybody was really looking to make any splashes, make any trades, make any signings, it's like, that's happened already. Yeah, and it usually happens, like, before or on draft night. Yeah. Like, that's when a lot of the massive trades go down, I feel like. Yeah. Which is, we saw that with the Westbrook deal. The Westbrook deal happened earlier, the, earlier in the day on draft night. Yeah, it's worth noting, too, you know... I guess maybe if you're if you're Damian Lillard if you're Damian Lillard I don't think that you're picture wise like I don't think you're seeking out Matisse Thybul. Matisse Thybul definitely you know see, sought out fucking Damian Lillard and probably asked him for a picture. Which if you're Matisse Thybul you're 22 23 years old like yeah like getting, I a, get, getting a picture with one of the best players in the world. Exactly yeah I want to get a so who like but regardless if you cancel out the theory that it's just, you know, he's a fan of Damian Lillard, it's like, he probably could have got a picture with anyone. 
Yeah. So, you know, if I'm Matisse, I'm probably going to get a picture. I'd try and get a picture with, like, KD or, you know, somebody who's the upper extra. Like, KD's probably, he is the highest there. Yeah, sure. easily. And then Lillard's not too far down that ladder. He maybe's probably two or three or whatever. But it's like, that's got to give you hope as a Sixers fan that maybe there's something going on there. Easily. Maybe it's easily. Just, And obviously speculation's going to come, but, like, yeah, I mean, I'm praying, man. Like, yeah. I'm not, I mean... Damian Lillard in the in the Sixers blue and red. That sign me up. Yeah, I, if, sign me up. If nothing happens, the Sixers could end up heading down a dark path, which yeah has already you know has already been the case since the fucking last championship, and yeah. that's you know whenever the fuck that was. Yeah. Um. One last thing on basketball here that we'll touch on. Shout out Team USA. Uh, basketball winning the winning the uh, gold medal after they got so much shit for losing those friendlies yeah. and losing that first game. I mean, I, I know, I know, I know the la- the gold medal game was close, but I mean, come on, did anybody honestly think that they weren't gonna win? Like, no, I was, I was as calm as could be. I didn't think there was a chance in hell they were not gonna win the gold. No, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of the backlash maybe comes from it's like even if even it's a, even if it's a friendly. With the roster that they have, it's like, how are they, they not waxing. blowing out everybody? Like, these are the best guys in the world, hands down, no debate about it. And obviously, these foreign teams are getting better, you know? And, and they're only going to get better as basketball is like exposed in like weird places like Slovenia. Like, Luka Doncic is easily, you know, in the top 10 he will, players in the He NBA. will definitely be the best Slovenian player for the next 10 years. Yeah, pro- probably. <laughs> Unless they got another guy in the works right now. Luka Doncic Jr. Yes, his, his younger brother that nobody's heard about. Yeah. But, yeah, no. So, basketball it will hopefully only get better in different parts of the world. But until then, which won't be anytime soon, the United States should win every single game they play. Easily. Uh, Easily. Even if they're putting in, honestly, even if they're putting in college kids, well, maybe not because you're playing against a fucking grown-ass men, which that's where the difference comes. But they should win every game they play. Yeah. Um, one more thing, or two more things, I guess, on the Olympics here. Um, I guess three, actually. We'll make it three things. Um, Team USA finishes with the highest gold medal count and the highest overall medal count. Just not Love to there. see that. Yeah. Just be, they just, China, right? They, they, total... Medals blew everyone out of the water, but like gold medals, they just slipped yeah, past China by one. It was thirty nine for the U.S. and thirty eight for the, uh, the Chinese. Yeah. Um, so shout out the United States. Shout out everybody that was in the Olympics. Good for you guys. Olympics has to be super cool. This is worth noting here because I, you know, I now attend the school. There's a shitload of kids from Penn State that won gold medals. Really? Yeah. There was a there's a ton of people on the rowing, like in the rowing for. Uh, the Olympics that were from the University of Washington. Yeah, that's the University sweet. of Washington is huge on rowing, and that's, that's a lot of people. That's where they get a lot of their guys and girls is f- men and women, I guess. Actually, yeah, is from like the college rowing teams, and Washington's one of the m- more prestigious teams. Yeah, no, that's just that's just cool to see because honestly, like I didn't really know anything about it. I guess Penn State's most prestigious athlete that they had in the Olympics was their the wrestler that was in it. He was like, you know Oh yeah the, the huge guy? Was yeah, it the huge guy? I'm fairly certain, yeah. I forget his name. If you if you want to look at the post, it's on Penn State Barstool. They posted it. But you know, they had a couple, you know, they had went girls and women's soccer. They had a girl who actually 
won gold with Canada in women's soccer, which, you know, that's sweet. Yeah. So that's that's just good for, you know, good for the college kids. Good and, for the college kids. And coach. actually, here's something, too. You know, we're going to we're gonna start interviewing uh, athletes here. You go pick that list. You go look at that list. Or, you know, flip a coin. One of them's going to be on this podcast. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if we had if we had some Olympic athletes on this podcast. Give it a month. Yeah, give it a month. That's, I mean, less than a month. Give it. Give it 24 hours. Easily, yeah. You'll be seeing something on the Instagram. Yeah, it, we. It's not a college kid, but Michael Phelps is actually on his way right now. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna be in Lincoln University in in 24 hours. And after we're gonna be this, sitting down. After now. this, he's coming in. We're recording episode episode 3.5. Michael Phelps. Yes. So and that's, that's what it's gonna be called. Um, couple more things on the Olympics. One shout out to specifically Eddie Alvarez. If you don't know who Eddie Alvarez is, um, he's Actually, now you can probably say he's arguably one of the greatest athletes of our generation simply because he's won a medal in both the Winter and the Summer Olympics, which has been done like... Six times. Yeah, six times. He's one of the six people to do it. Uh, He's a speed skater uh, for the Winter Olympics, and he was on the USA baseball team, which uh, got the silver medal this year, lost to Japan 2-0 in the finals. Um but yeah, shout out him. That's an awesome accomplishment for him. I remember um, seeing something that after they had won the game to get them to the gold medal game, which obviously guarantees you a medal, either gold or silver. I saw that he was like in the dugout, like overcome with emotion, like crying, like yeah, like and why wouldn't you? Like yeah, that's... we're talking about a guy that has played only a couple games in the major leagues, which is obviously cool in itself. But now you're talking about. You get a medal in the winter and the summer Olympic games. That's awesome. Like that is, you want to talk about like a lifelong memory and like something that you can like, you want to talk about two truths and a lie. Holy shit. You got to go. This guy has got a great, he's got great two truths and a lie. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I saw it initially on the athletic, which is a great follow on Instagram. If you're into sports, um, I think it's the athletic HQ on Instagram. But I saw it on there and I was reading it and I like actually couldn't believe it because it's too, you know, I played hockey, I played baseball growing up, but to get into speed skating is a very interesting thing. Like a lot of hockey players don't even get, like, I don't really know many hockey players that would get into speed skating, which I've, you know, I would love to look into it and just see like how the process goes for that. Obviously then if you're playing baseball, like at some point in time, you know, how are you... I don't understand how he's even able to manage that low. Yeah, if he, it's yeah, like he it's plays so triple hard. A, he plays triple A baseball, and obviously you're playing triple A baseball. Like you're extremely good at baseball. So then, in what I guess in the summer, well, not no, not in the summer. I guess in the you know winter, he's fucking training for speed skating. Yeah, because I don't think speed skating is something that obviously when he's playing baseball he's staying in good shape. But if you're doing speed skating, you can't just like pick that up. Yeah, like he has, and especially to be in the Olympics and be yeah be quick and enough a to silver do silver medal too. Yeah. Like you can't just pick that up. So he has to have an uh, an incredible like work ethic and management yeah. type situation with just his sports in, in general. Yeah. So shout out to Eddie Alvarez, and also it's worth noting too that like after like. He was pissed that he got silver in both because yeah. they could have got obviously you know whatever like I didn't watch the baseball game I don't know what the final score was I kind of figured the U.S. was going to win but also Japan's like a great team yeah like the Japanese baseball league is a great league the Nippon League yeah Nippon or whatever it's however it's pronounced great league and Masahiro Tanaka pitched did he not uh, I don't know if he was on the Olympic team but Masahiro he was... Tanaka was definitely on the Olympic team oh yeah like. 
I don't know if he pitched that final game. Yeah. I saw him. In, he definitely didn't pitch the final game, but yeah. I think he was on the Olympic team. Actually, I think now that he, I think about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like that's the thing. Like if if it wasn't during Major League Baseball season, yeah. Like not only would the United States have been better, but dude, could you imagine Shohei Otani? Oh my god, playing yeah. on, on the Olympic stage. Could you imagine? Puerto Rico. Well, I guess Puerto Rico would be part of the United States team, maybe. No. But I don't know that for a fact. I don't think they are. So imagine Puerto Rico throwing a team together with Lindor and Baez and all those guys that yeah. are disgusting. Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic would have picked up so many other guys. Like, the World Baseball Classic is essentially that. And the World Baseball Classic is so much fun to watch. Yeah. Because it's, all the, it's literally the best players in the world playing in a tournament. Like, it's the Olympics, but with... The actual best players, not that like not to sneeze at any of the teams. Yeah, there like there was top prospects in the game. There was former major leaguers. There was legit players. But yeah, the World Baseball Classic. The last time it was, like the United States was running out like Nolan Arenado, Adam Jones when he was still in his prime. Like I think I think Buster Posey might have been on the team a couple, uh, maybe two classics ago. Like legit guys yeah. playing in these yeah. games. And I mean, it's also a shame too because I don't know how long. It had. I don't know how long it had been that baseball wasn't in the Summer Olympics, but I think it was since like 2008. Yeah. So you know, this is the first time back, but it's a shame that there wasn't full fans because baseball would have been huge in like, Japan. You in Japan yeah. specifically, you would have seen. They would have gone every, it, did, it wouldn't have mattered who was playing. It would have mattered if the two worst teams were, were playing. I'm fairly positive that. They would fill their stadiums like yeah because they they do awesome the baseball league there yeah like if you have access to whatever what's the one channel on TV that they always show them on they show all these weird it's like eleven or something eleven eleven sports sports. they always show replays for from the Nippon baseball league and their fans there like. It's like a college football game. Yeah. Like, they've got, them, like, chants. Like, yeah. they've got, like, people, like, orchestrating, like, cheers and everything. Yeah. Exactly like what a student section would look like at a college football game is what the entire stadium looks like. Yeah, it's a shame. It's it, Because Tokyo, and even outside of baseball, like, Tokyo would have been an electric, I f- like, just an electric sports, like, all the sports venues would have been packed to the gills for Easily. sure. Easily. Easily. So that, that, I mean, who knows where, I mean, that won't, they probably won't get it again for a while, but. Yeah, you know. Um, one more thing on the Olympics, the I think in my opinion, one of the coolest things about the Olympics is like when you see these smaller countries, like even if they get one medal, or like even we, you can think about the Dominican Republic in in baseball. Like it's cool to see like a country like that on the front stage. Yeah, you know, like yeah. like or like you know, swimmers or track track stars, like you know seeing all these other countries where it's like we you know we just think about like the big ones like oh united states canada great britain germany like you know it's cool to see like all these smaller countries like competing like all these other countries have athletes that can compete at the highest level yeah and this reminds me but at last podcast i had mentioned something about a swimmer who uh got a gold medal and whatever i don't know what the event was but regardless i figured it out who it was he was from uh, Equatorial Guinea, and his name was Eric uh, Musambani. And he, so it says that he, uh, it was the slowest time in Olympic history by far. And it says Musambani had trouble finishing the race, but he won his heat after both his competitors were disqualified due to false starts. So that's sick. I mean, Guinea's, you know, whatever. I guess he, I guess he gets a gold medal in that, and that was in the Sydney Olympics in 2000. 
Um, but yeah, like you said, that's sweet when you see countries that are super small and, you know, some countries are super small and weirdly good at specific things. Yeah. I put out a tweet for the first time in the longest time. Uh, last night, it got one like from a Russian woman who's probably a fake account. But I said something like, oh, this is like, you know, this is my first tweet in a while. I'm thinking again back in the game. Want to know why? Uh, fucking rhythmic gymnastics is one of the most incredible Olympic sports I've literally ever watched. They have balls and, and hula hoops and they're throwing them around like five girls will will do this, this dance or whatever, this routine, and they'll throw this shit around and it's like... They're not even literally throwing it. They'll be they'll have their backs turned to each other and it'll be like the two girls on two opposite ends throw it, backs turned to each other, not even fucking look, just put their hand out and just catch it. And it's like I was I was watching this at like 3 a.m. last night and I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> I like I had woke up and my TV was on and I'm like, oh, like what's going on here? Next thing you know, I, I, I watched like 15 routines. And I'm I would like, say next thing you know, it's like 5 o'clock in the morning. You're ready to get up and get some coffee because yeah. you've been watching for two hours. And I'm putting out a tweet. And it's like, I mean, this is bizarre. But, you know, crazy. So the, this Olympics was great. And now... Even with the time difference, I think like what we got to watch, what we got to see, it was, yeah. it, was, it was still fun. The events that you were able to watch, if you wanted to watch them... You were make still it, fun. Yeah, you and even as like as it, in the beginning, I was kind of bummed out, and I think we even mentioned like it's so it was so weird, like the time differences, like figuring that out is it was very odd. But you know, as time goes on, if you stay up till ten o'clock, there is live, there was live events on. You know, golf was always like ten. If you were ten p.m., you, you know, golf would be live there, which was cool to watch that. And there was a lot of cool things to watch from the Olympics, uh, you know, as a whole this year. So that that's sweet. And now, you know, we're getting a, basically a double dose with the Winter Olympics is going to be in 2022. It's going to be this uh, upcoming winter, I believe. Maybe. Yeah. This yeah, it upcoming should be. Winter. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get to watch that. And that's always fun. Yeah. I love the Winter Olympics. Arguably more than I, the summer. I like to watch the Winter Olympics more. I think I, for whatever, I'm infatuated with... The whole, with like skiing, go like downhill skiing. I'm infatuated with the snowboarding and the pipe. Yeah, like that with like Sean White and all that shit. Like that to me, that's the cool shit of all. Like I think that's so cool. Yeah, that people could do I, that. And the, we were talking about the one other podcast, like the 13 year old skaters. There's like they, there's like the there's a, there, yeah there was like a 13 year old Japanese Japan. girl yeah who, in the last Winter Olympics and she won gold and yeah. she wins gold at the X Games every year. And and I think she won gold for like skateboarding as well. Like yeah. I, I'm I think that was a narrative there. So that's cool, and that's going to be exciting to watch. And we mentioned this on, I think, a previous... Maybe, maybe not, though. But there will be... Like, it will be cool this year for hockey, at least, in the Olympics, because NHL guys, they're taking a break in the NHL season so NHL players can play in the Olympics, if they choose to. Which is going to be sweet. Yeah. Will, and will there be fans there? The way that we're going right now, it's in China, it's in Beijing. Probably not. I'm thinking definitely not. I mean, time will tell. We, time we will leave tell. It at that. The way things are going right now, I don't. I would be, you know, I, I don't know. It's just not the same. But time will tell. Time will tell. Hopefully, we get fans because that makes it so much better. Yeah. Um, we're gonna touch on the NFL a little bit here. First thing that we want to say is hasn't been a lot of NFL talk. Uh, if you're big in the NFL, expect that until the season starts. Training camp. There's so much bullshit that happens where it's like everybody's like, oh, there's a QB competition. QB competition. There's really not, and like there's all this other shit that people talk about. They get so hyped about preseason games. Yeah, they mean jack shit. If you think they mean anything, you're you're a fool. I remember like 
when the when the Browns went 0 and 16 or 1 and 15, they were 4 and 0 in the preseason. It's like the, the preseason doesn't matter. Like let's yeah, be honest. The here. preseason and out of all preseasons, now this is probably a bold statement because I really haven't thought about it too much. But of all preseasons across all leagues, I feel like NFL preseason is like the least important of all preseasons. Well, because you go out there, you let the starters and the, your decent players play for a quarter or two, and then they're out. And then you're running the third string guy out there. Yeah, and I mean, I guess like what? So it's four games they have, and I guess it's good. You know, these guys, it, seem, it seems like as if these guys are training. If they're not training with their team, they're definitely training by themselves year-round. So it's like the hardest thing, I think, would to just be getting back in the rhythm of running routes you know, and being like moving as a unit and through the four, four games they have for preseason, obviously that's going to happen through the quarter they play. But the guys who are like these starters and these staples of the NFL, they're not, they're, you know, I think you could, any time of the year, you could pull them and in the middle of the summer and say, Hey, run this route. And they're going to do it perfectly. I think. So that's like, you know, whatever, I guess nobody, and I don't even, I can fuck about the preseason. Like I watched the Steelers. I'm a Steelers fan. I watched the first three plays of the game. And then Mason Rudolph tries to hand the ball to fucking Chase Claypool and Chase Claypool. Like, I think he was fucking staring at somebody in the stands (laughs) or something. And the ball just go drops. And I'm like, turnover. Micah Parsons, he, uh, he recovered it. I believe. Shout out Penn state. Yeah. Shout out Penn state. Um, but then after that, I turned it off. I was like, "What am I doing? Yep. This this is stupid." Yep. But you could. I, it's cool because you could bet on. Um, you could bet on football, and football is so much fun. Like football is the most fun sport to bet on. It, well, maybe not for, for me personally. It is maybe not for you listening, but it basically got me into fantasy football. Like I don't give a fuck about fantasy sports. Um, football, I don't know what it is, but I think it's because it's like. Two days a week that exactly. you have to worry about. Exactly. Three, I guess. It has Three to days. Be. And, and I, for the longest time, was never huge into watching football on Saturday or Sunday. But since going to college, like, I, there's nothing better than sitting down and, you know, cracking a beverage and watching football on Saturday After all a long day. Friday night, too. Exactly. Uh, you know, you wake up at 11 in the, in the morning, and next thing you know, they're, you know, uh, fucking Arkansas State and Southern Baptist of, you know... Little Italy are kicking off, and it's the best. Yep. Um, we will touch on two things here, or three, I guess, three associated with the NFL. Um, first one, we'll talk about Carson Wentz. Uh, he's injured. He looks th- now. This is the weird thing to me. When he first got injured, the timeline that they gave was like five to twelve weeks. Yeah. Usually, you see like four to six, ten to twelve. They were like, we well, have just- no idea what the fuck just happened to Carson Wentz. Yeah, he was five to twelve weeks. He might be back in five. You might not see him until week eight. <laughs> yeah, let's let's grab ten darts and see if we get it a bullseye. Yeah, you know, that's so, basically what that was. So that was kind of odd. Um, rough for the Colts. Rough for Carson Wentz. Nice guy. You hate to see it at the bottom at the end of the day. Um, I feel like there's not a not a soul in the world that's not rooting for Carson Wentz. There's definitely. People I got a lot. Not- there definitely are. Yeah, we know some people not rooting for Carson. Well, maybe not. I think. I don't know. If anybody's not rooting for him, I think they're just busting Eagles fans' balls because, you know, Easily. They had the they had the chips in on Carson Wentz and it didn't work out and now he's injured and I mean, whatever. Some people like to dispute the injury narrative with him, but yeah. I mean I wouldn't I can't speak on that person. One thing about the Eagles here too, since we just brought up Eagles fans, if the Eagles actually trade for Deshaun Watson, they are fucking like 
whoever's running that team is just an absolute idiot. You think? Like, the guy might not be allowed out of fucking Texas. Yeah. He's got, like, 19, like, sexual assault charges filed against him. Yeah, you know, and this is, this ties into, um, I, this ties into the NHL. Like, in the NHL draft, I'm fairly certain the Canadians drafted a kid who had, like, 10 sexual assault allegations against him. And he was like, I, like, cannot, like... I, did you not... They wasted a pick, basically, on a yeah. guy who can't play. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, one, I don't understand how you can justify bringing a guy with all that baggage yeah. into your team. But again, I guess it's the Eagles. Like, maybe they don't care. They fucking signed Mike Vick out yeah. of his... Uh, which, I guess that's maybe a little bit different. Yeah. But, actually, not even maybe a little bit different. It is different. Like, sexual assault and, like, dogfighting, completely two fucking different things. Yeah. Both um, wrong, but at definitely the end of the both day, wrong. it's definitely two different camps there. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I don't... Personally, I don't think it's going to happen. I can't believe... Like, I can't believe... One more thing on Deshaun Watson, then we'll move on, because this is shit that I don't like to talk about, but... Deshaun Watson, all this shit came out. It was such a big deal for two weeks, and then it was, like, gone. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that, but it was, like, literally, like, here's, like, 30, like, charges Deshaun, against Deshaun Watson, and now, like, we're not going to talk about it for, like, the next, like, three months, and now it's, like, it's kind of back because the NFL is back, and it's, like, well, what the fuck? Did we just, like, forget about it for that time, or do we just, like, not care about it, like, anymore? Like, yeah, I just don't understand how, like, that shit happens. No, yeah, it's definitely worth noting, too, because... You know, we've talked about Trevor Bauer's situation on this podcast, I'm fairly certain. And, you know, it's interesting because the way that the two, the way the MLB and the way the NFL, because at the end of the day, like when something like that with a star player in the league happens, you got to figure like the NFL or the front offices of both leagues have the strings and they're pulling strings on like what the team does from there. Because it's like, you don't want to do the wrong thing and then totally fuck like an organization. It looks like really bad for the organization. Like nobody wants that. That's not good for business. But it's interesting to see how the MLB handles it compared to the NFL, where it's like at this point the MLB is not talking about Trevor Bauer. Like nobody, you won't go yeah. on MLB. He's basically yet. being like exiled. Exactly. Like, like unofficially, they're like, we don't want to talk about Trevor Bauer. Yeah, and for a very good reason. Yeah. Like, to let's be fair, admit that. to be fair, like it, Trevor Bauer's that allegation is like. A hundred, like almost a hundred percent proven. Yeah, I'm fairly certain. If not, I don't know fully because I haven't looked into it, you know, too much. But I'm fairly certain it's a hundred percent proven. Deshaun Watson, I'm sure there's shit there. If thirty people come out and say that this happened, I'm sure something happened. But this happens with athletes all the time, where it's like at this point, it's like sometimes it's a money grab. Sometimes it's a very serious thing. And at the end of the day, it's like, it's so hard to tell sometimes who, who has that job to decide what happens and what doesn't happen. It's like, that has to be the hardest job on the planet. Easily, easily. So that's enough about the Sean Watson, um, and all that shit. Um, second to last thing we'll talk about with the NFL here, the fucking giants. Apparently everybody on the giants hates everybody on the giants. They go out they and got go, they go, fight. Yeah, full ass brawl full with their brawl. with their quarterback at the bottom of the fucking pile. Yeah. Like I don't understand. One, I don't I guess I could understand like things get chippy or whatever, but I don't understand how it's a full out brawl. Two, I don't understand how the fucking quarterback ends up on the bottom. The quarterback's Especially, supposed to be the guy that's like off limits to everything. It's like don't even breathe <laughs> on this guy. You breathe on him the wrong way and like you're like doing fifteen laps. Especially a guy for the Giants who is supposed to be like this season will basically determine whether or not he could be the guy for the Giants. Like easily. He could be the guy for the Giants this year, or he could shit his pants and not be the guy for the Giants. 
But I'm going to vote he shits his pants. Personally. I kind of hope he does. I kind of hope he does shit his pants. Could you imagine if he actually shit his pants on live TV? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. I hope he shits himself. That'd be that'd be fantastic because I, I'm thinking the Giants... That would draw headlines. Do they wear white pants? They, they wear, definitely they, wear white they pants. Wear white, they, so they got the white pants, so we'll see it um, for sure. But yeah, no, that's crazy. And then how many guys... After this whole altercation happens, three guys retire... Um, from the Giants, which is kind of hysterical. It is. Yeah. It's like they literally, this shit happened. They were like, fuck it. What I'm doing? not doing this bullshit anymore. Like, get me the fuck out. Yeah, it's like uh, it's this, it's like the scene in Superbad where Fogel goes in to buy the beers. And he goes to the back of the beer cooler and like drops like four beers. And they <laughs> splatter all over the ground. And the guy who works there like walks up to him. And he kind of looks at him and he goes, you should really clean this up. And the guy just like, after he walks away, just picks up a beer, cracks one open, starts drinking he goes fuck my life <laughs> it's so funny that's basically what's going on with these guys retiring yeah like, literally fuck this shit like this literally. is not worth it um last thing that and this is only associated with the nfl at this point um but i don't know if we i guess we were talking about because we talked about a couple episodes ago we talked about mlb network and their segment on pitch velocities and we said like when somebody wants to do something for a TV show, like it's got to go through multiple people, like producers, editors, all this shit. Like multiple people have to agree, this is a good idea. Let's do it. Listen, we talked about the athletic earlier. I love the athletic. I like a lot of people that work for the athletic. I think the athletic, despite there being a paywall, fuck that shit. Um, I think they put out a lot of good things. There's a lot of smart people that work there. Um, they're great. Now, however, the other day I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see fucking this post from The Athletic. And this is what it says. This is the tweet and it's there's a link to an article at the bottom. From The Athletic, their real account. OJ Simpson, quote, prayed for fame no matter the cost. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. He fucking killed people. Yeah. And he killed his he killed his girlfriend or what? Yeah, no shit. He prayed for fame at, without the matter of the cost like it's just unbelievable. Like the athletic, very prestigious, a lot of fucking knowledgeable people that work there. And some guy writes this article and they, this is the tweet they put out. Yeah. No, about OJ Simpson of all people. That's great because earlier today I texted Dan. I said, any big topics on the agenda tonight worth studying up on. And then he goes, he goes, Phillies, the rubber duck race in Chicago River, and O.J. Simpson. And then I go, what's going on with O.J.? And he goes, nothing happened. I just have to. I just have a remark to make. I mean, O.J., now, that could be a whole different... We could do maybe a special episode one day on O.J. And did O.J. do it? I don't think so. I don't think the, the glove didn't fit. There was actually a notorious video that came out from a... Uh, a he came, looks like a fucking maniac in uh, that. There's, he, OJ has done a lot of questionable things. He has since, definitely since done then, questionable things. You know, but at the end of the day, um, OJ, his Twitter is like a great follow. Because he yeah, always, his Twitter's interesting. He's He always is golfing and he always gives his, you know, take on... Anything that's happening, in they're always world. the funniest videos too. Because just the way he talks and the way he like shoots the video yeah. is, it's like it's like somebody's like holding him at gunpoint and he's like taking this video. It's funny to know that this guy 
probably murdered somebody. Yeah. And now it's just like... There's like the... the you know, there's the one uh, thing from the, like, Chappelle show, or the Ch- Dave Chappelle's, like, comedy special, and he's, like, talking about the times he met OJ, and there's this one time where he's, like, backstage, and OJ wants to meet or whatever, and they talk for, like, an hour after the show, and then OJ, like, stands up, and he's like, he's like, I gotta go. He's like, uh, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure, Mr. Chappelle, or whatever. And he leaves, and fucking Dave Chappelle's telling the story, and he goes... Yeah, after he left, me and everybody else in the room looked at each other and we were like, oh, he definitely did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it's, I don't know. I mean, it's its good that at the end of the day, whenever that happened, I don't know, the 80s, the 90s, potentially, at the end of the day, at least everybody uh, has, has a good laugh about it. It's, yeah, it's weird. You it's know, definitely weird for sure. Nicole Simpson's dead, but OJ, I think that's her name. I think it was Nicole. Nicole sounds right. Something, whatever. OJ's having fun still. Yeah, he's definitely doing something, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, next thing we get into here, we'll just touch on uh, real quick the soccer world. Big shake up there. Uh, Messi done done with Barcelona. And it's the funniest thing because um, they at first it was like Messi signing this like extension, like two years and whatever. And it was like a mega deal, like money-wise. And then like two days later, Barcelona was like, well, shit. Yeah. We actually don't have enough money to pay this. And as far as I know, I could be totally wrong, but I think I'm right. Initially, the whole thing started with Messi wanted to leave. I think that's true. I, I, I think he wanted to leave and then there, you know, nothing was going to be done and you didn't know what was going to happen. And now if you watch, like, I didn't watch it, but I saw clips from it. Like, he literally cried, like, the entire time he gave his, you know, goodbye speech uh, at, at Barcelona today. Um so it's odd to go from like the narrative of, you know, I want to leave to now uh, something came out that he like literally was saying like he would take 50 million less dollars to be on the team and they still couldn't do it. They still couldn't. I don't think they could afford it. And I don't understand how like a team that's that prestigious just like runs out of money. Yeah. Like, could you imagine like the Phillies or like the Yankees or the Red Sox just being like, well, I guess the Red Sox. Well, the Red Sox didn't do it. They did it for other reasons that no one's gonna understand that. So we'll get that. We'll you know dish that out. But like, could you imagine a major sports franchise in the United States just being like, actually, we actually just like actually can't sign you anymore because we just found out that like we don't have money anymore. Yeah, and <laughs> I just looked it up because I didn't know this for sure, but I kind of just assumed. But. Most of the prof- like professional soccer leagues across the world, there are there is no salary cap. Yeah, you know, so there, there's that's why there are teams that will f- like almost for sure forever be in in the Premier League. Chelsea, Man United, who, whoever, take a list. Barcelona, Juventus, like these teams have so much money to where they really have to fuck up in order to not like be around and be the like the best teams in the world forever. So whatever, you know, he was there for 21 years and now he's moving on to P- PSG. He's going to play with Neymar and Mbappe. So that's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, I, I I honestly, did you think there was a chance that he came to the MLS? Uh, no, not right now. Uh, how they old definitely is he? ha- He's got to be. He's, he's up there in age. Uh, I see, we, he's got to be up, high 30s We can look least, it up right, right now. Yeah, no, for sure. But he's he's 34. Oh, so he's, so he's not, not close to. Yeah, he's definitely could. He's definitely still going to play. He's definitely still going to play at an elite level for a little bit. And whether or not he comes to the MLS, like at the end of the day, that will be his decision to take 
for he doesn't need any money, that's for sure. He's made a boatload of money over his career, so he's not coming to the MLS for the money. If anything, he's coming to the MLS just for the sole reason of wanting to live in the United States, probably get citizenship in the United States, and go from there. That's assuming if he wants to do that. Not yeah. every guy wants to do that. I, I mean, but in the years to come, don't be surprised when you see, like, big-name soccer players that just age out. Like, potentially Ronaldo. I think if there's anyone... I think Ronaldo is a safe bet that one day he probably will be playing in the MLS. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, Zlatan did it, and Zlatan is an old... I'm fairly certain Zlatan's older than Messi. And Zlatan was, like, coming to the MLS, I think, potentially to settle down. And then he, like, and, went back. <laughs> and now, yeah, now he go, He went back to Inter Milan, and... Because he tore up the MLS. Like, absolutely tore up the MLS. His first goal, I think in his first game, he had two goals. One was from damn near mid, like the midway point of the field. And then I think the second one, he may have bicycled from, like, way outside of the 18. So, I mean, you know, these guys are elite levels in soccer. It's hard to say. Who knows? The MLS is a long way out. But eventually, maybe they'll get there. That would definitely be cool. That would be cool. Definitely be cool to see. Yeah. Um, This is absolutely unrelated, but... Um, I was on TikTok earlier. You know what I hate? Like, this is like the number one thing. I mean, now listen, I love TikTok. I also got a lot of issues with TikTok. Yeah. Number one thing that I hate on TikTok is when somebody, some random dude, random girl gets famous for doing this one funny thing. And then all they do, like, they'll just do the same shit. Yeah. Like, cause they'll get a bunch of followers. Cause everybody's like, this guy, this was funny as shit. Let's, let's follow this guy. And they'll just do the exact same video. And it's always reaction videos. Yeah. They'll do the exact same thing to every video imaginable. And then they just keep popping up on your For You page. And you're like, this isn't funny anymore. Like, it was funny, like, the first two times. But now you're just reacting to, like, the same idea, doing the same thing. And now you're getting paid for it. And it's, like, it's not even funny anymore. Yeah. It pisses me off because I got all these good ideas on TikTok and I never follow through with them. And the one time I follow through with it, I'm like, this shit's going to blow. It's going to be so good. <laughs> like 40 likes. Like, oh, like, great. Yeah. Like, and then there's fucking, like, there's that one guy. I don't know if he's on your For You page. He's like, where's the cowboy hat? And all he does is he's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Makes yeah. sense. And then the guy, something oh, crazy no, I'm happens. Thinking about total, I'm thinking about a totally different guy. Really? Yeah, I'm thinking about the guy who wears the orange suit. And he oh, makes the I face. hate that guy. He makes the face, yeah, and that's He's all. The, he was the worst. He legitimately only makes videos with the face, and like even makes videos joking about like I want to like make videos other than the face, and then he'll end up doing the face in the end. It's the worst. And I hated that. And guy. then another person that's worthy to know that did literally does the same exact shit. Um, well, not now maybe, but the Be- Bella Porch girl. She's the Filipino girl. Yes. She has the most liked video on TikTok. She like made the video where it was like her face. It was literally just her face, her making faces to the, a Millie B song. And it's the most liked video on TikTok. Like, That's it's, unbelievable. It's insane. And then she made like she made so many videos to that same sound afterwards. And I mean, to her credit, I don't know if she gets sick of it. Who the fuck knows? Probably gets sick of it. But it's like the amount of money that she's making is absurd. Like, yeah, the amount of money literally. you make on TikTok is insane. And that's why, like, if you're a girl, if, if if I was a girl and I had a great body, I'm shaking my ass on TikTok. Just for the clout. Once a day. Just for the clout. Just to get money. Because it's, like, literally. It's literally free money. There are so many horny men on TikTok that, 
you are going to get likes. You're going to get a follow. And it's like you're going to continue to get that. So Easily. It's free money. It is free money. Um, I don't know. I TikTok, I, I, I love hate and relationship. Well, that's what I'll say about it. Yeah. And, you know, it's still it's still awesome. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. Can we get fucking original people? Yeah. Like, let's, like, like we can do other videos. This like, way, we before we go off this one, I, you know, everybody has their own opinion. But if you're one of those people who refuses to download TikTok, but yet you watch, if you have Instagram or you have Twitter, I hate to break it to you, everything you see nowadays is from TikTok. Like yep. nothing originates yep. from Instagram, nothing originates, maybe Twitter, but only TikTok. All these yeah. videos. Instagram reels is, is literally TikTok. just TikToks. So, and like the thing is, is like people who, do, who don't want to do it, they're like, either they don't want to get addicted to it because they know they will because everybody does. Or they want to be like, they want to think they're above. They want to say, let me, let me, let me fucking tell you, buddy. You're not. Yeah. You're you're not that guy. You're not that guy. And it's like, just, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a little fun. Fucking just, you know, I I don't know. Ease up for God's sake. Download the app and have some fun. I see all the shit that I see on that app is incredible. Like you don't even have to see like the, the, the cringy shit. They, I don't know what the hell is going on with AI, but they know what you're into before you even download the app. It's weird, dude. So, it's so, freaky. So you and and once you get the once your algorithm is like set, you only see things that you want to see. So it's like you're never gonna see uh, Jacob Sagittarius doing some some like weird shit or you know whoever whoever it may be like the Wiggle Deckers. You're never gonna see them if you don't want to see them. Like I have never seen a video from a wiggle decker ever. Like I like Josh I like Josh Richards, but I don't fucking I don't see any of his any of his uh any of his buddies' videos from the I feel house. like I actually rarely see verified TikTokers. I never see like, I see like Will Sasquatch I, like I, yeah, I But that's because I follow him. Exactly, yeah. I never see Charlie D'Amelio. I never see Addison Ray. Like I don't I'm not interested in that. All my videos are literally like Theo Vaughn clips, Joe Rogan clips, Jordan Peterson clips, Lil Sass stuff, some funny shit event. Like, you know, okay, I just started a new TikTok because I like, I don't know why. I honestly was just like tired of, um, tired of the one that I had for some reason. And I started a new one. If you want to follow me, I'm not, I don't plan on making any videos anytime soon, but the handle's Lil Wiener. Uh, and while you're at it, also follow Balls and Wieners. Yeah, Balls and Wieners on TikTok. Yeah, because we have that. TikTok and on Instagram, please. Yeah, so Lil Wiener is, you know, the way Wieners spelled the same way it is in Balls and Wieners. Um, and I'm not going to come out with any videos, so don't follow me. Um, that was a waste. Definitely follow the account, though. Definitely follow, definitely follow our follow account. Follow Balls and Wieners because once, we get, once we're able to get some video. It's going to take off. Once we get video, you know, it's going to be a lot easier to post clips and just post any, like once we can post clips, that's game easily. So that's, easily. that's the plan. But so um, follow that. Definitely follow our, uh, our, our TikTok or Instagram. Instagram. Um, you can follow the Twitter. Twitter's used. Not as, not active. as, not as often. Yeah. Just cause I like tweeting from my own account. More. Yeah. The plan is to get active. Um, all right. So that's enough on TikTok. Um, we'll finish up the podcast talking about baseball. Um, before we get into the Phillies, because the Phillies are fucking fun as shit right now to, to be involved with, uh, real quick, we'll touch on um, Ramon Laureano from the Oakland Athletics. He gets popped for PEDs, 80 games. He's done for this season, done for this postseason, done for the beginning of next season. Um, 
Tough blow for the A's. He's a solid hitter. Very good center fielder. Thank God they got Starling Marte at the trade deadline. He'll hold up just fine here. But what I really want to touch on here is, can we please quit the bullshit of, I don't know how the steroids got in me? Like, yeah. do you know how, like, unlikely it is that somebody slipped shit in your food or slipped shit in your drink? Like, that just, like, for that to happen, one, you'd have to put yourself in that situation for that to happen. Yeah. And two, like, like I just, like, don't get, like, why, like, you're already caught. You're not going to be able to, like, you're not appealing. You're not getting it overturned. It's out there. Like, I hate Robinson Cano. That guy fucking, I, he sucks. PED user multiple times, but I'll hand it to him when he got popped for the the first or, or for the second time, I guess, maybe with the Mariners, or maybe it was most recently with the Mets, whatever time it was, he didn't even fight it. He was like, yeah, he was like, I'll take it, like 162 games, yeah, I did it. Like, yeah. he didn't obviously say, he didn't come out and be like, yeah, I did it, but you didn't hear like, there wasn't this long ass statement of, Oh, I have no idea how that got in my body. I take supplements and stuff, but there's no way that I took this. Yeah. Like, you know, it was when, just like, yeah, I was using. Yeah. You had the you syringe. Know. You had the syringe in your cock vein. You knew what you were doing. You knew exactly what you were doing when you let that go. Most, and most do, to be fair. Most guys at Planet Fitness know what's going on when they're injecting the steroids into the penis vein. Exactly. They, they're mostly comprehensive about it. <laughs> Yeah, so, but yeah, no, that's a good point. It's like, just uh, honestly, just own up to it because you're not going to get around it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's like, I mean, real quick here, we can even touch on the Astros. Like, that's why everybody fucking hates the Astros still. If the Astros would have come out and been like, you know what? We did it. Like, we did all that shit. Every, uh, everything that you're saying, we did that. But instead, they send Carlos Correa to the podium and he speaks out of his fucking fucking asshole. And he says all this shit that just pisses everybody else yeah. off. And that's why, like, no one likes the Astros still. And, yes, it is time to move on. I've moved on. I don't know about other baseball fans. I've moved on from the Astros cheated. It is what it is. It's over. I get it. Like, with the, I guess we should actually now touch on the Dodgers and the Astros series this past this past week. They, they played at Dodger Stadium with fans for the first time since 2017. Um that had to happen. The fans had to get their get their words into the Astros. They had to see them play against the Dodgers. Yeah. Now, that's happened. It's over, Clean in slate. my opinion. Yeah. Like, let's fucking move. Like, we gotta move on. Like, if we're giving if we're giving these guys second chances after domestic violence issues, after sexual abuse issues, after PEDs, like, what what are, what are we talking about here? Like, they're if we're giving them a pass on all that shit. Like, we can give them a pass for doing shit that, by the way, fucking newsflash, every other team was doing shit like that. Yeah. Every other team was. You know what the Astros were unlucky with? Somebody spoke and they got caught. Yeah. That's just a fact of the matter. Every team was using shit like that. Yeah. And they were the ones that got caught. And I think, too, like, this is, you know, uh, not directly related to what you're saying, but I think now we, it's... Set like this is just something that I've just thought of. Is like we could just why don't we just start our own PR, you know? Yeah, we might as well just start our own PR company because we have we just gave great advice for various scenarios. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it, so we're I think this is going to be Balls and Wieners podcast and uh, you know player relations or whatever you want to call it, whatever yeah. it might end up being. We're going to just be spokespeople for players. Yeah. So if you're looking for somebody to speak on your behalf, yeah, 
the MLB, we're going to head all the all the players' associations. Yep. Scratch electing guys. That's yeah. Me. No, so it's we, just going to be balls and wieners at the top. I'm glad we. I'm glad this was. I figured that out. I'm glad that's what I took from what you're saying. Good. I took where we could probably do that. Yeah, let's let's add that into the arsenal. Holy crap! All right, now we're going to get to what everybody wants us to talk about for sure. The Philadelphia Phillies are on another one right now. We're recording this on Sunday night. They win eight straight games. Just they go swept from the Mets. just swept the Mets. They go from eight and or sorry, not eight and a half back. They go from four and a half games behind the Mets to two and a half games above the Mets in eight games. Yeah, above, that is so impressive. Above the Mets and the Braves, the Mets and the Braves are in the same spot right now. They're both two and a half games back out of first. Um, yeah, it's exciting. I, I like as a Phillies fan in the beginning of the year, there were definitely some stretches of time where you're like. Like, nothing really has gotten better from the previous season, which was, like, on record, one of the worst performances by specifically a bullpen in his, actually the worst in history of the game. So, from there, it's like, nothing really got better. And then, you know, they kind of figured it out. They finished 50-50 and before the All-Star break, I believe. You know, so they're at 500. And then the Mets get better at the trade deadline seemingly get better at the trade deadline. I've, I've seen, like, now Mets fans are, like, totally like, fuck, what the fuck is going on? Like, Literally, they're they're uh, destroyed. Like, the Met, what's happening to the Mets is not quite as extreme as what's happening to the Red Sox, but, like, it's pretty damn close where it's, like, the Mets get Javi Baez at the deadline. They make a couple other moves. It's, like, holy shit, we're feeling good. And now we're two and a half games out. Yeah, no. So and we're a 500 team. Yeah, so for, for the Phillies, I get, like, from here, they have a very important stretch of games coming up. They're playing the Dodgers, and then they're playing, like, they. I think I think they're playing the Reds. Um, and there might be even somebody in between the Reds and the Dodgers. But regardless, the Dodgers alone, that series, three-game series, I believe, is going to be huge for them. I mean, it's good. they got to show they can beat a real team. Yeah, and and it, for for the Phillies, at the very least, it's going to be home. Now, this isn't something that I was thinking about before, but now I'm thinking about it. Is like, I really think that the Phillies' big advantage over the past, you know, eight games, or just in this recent winning, this whole thing with them winning recently, is like when they have fans in Citizens Bank Park, it's like. It's, ele- it's, it's, it's an, an electric factory it's electric, right now. It's, a, it's electric for the team, and it's, and a, it's an incredibly hard place uh, to play for the opposing team. Easily. You know, and I and in the most recent broadcast, or maybe two broadcasts ago, I'm fairly certain Jimmy Rollins was talking about, like, there were teams, like, there were times where it was so loud there where it's like, the away team literally wants to get on the field and back into the dugout as fast as they possibly can because it's so loud there. Yeah. And, you know, they sold out the game today. There was 40,000 people there. And between the Mets and the – like, Mets fans travel very well, especially to Philadelphia. So, they're you know, that helped filling the stadium the past couple games. But today they retire Roy Halladay's jersey, uh, jersey number in the stadium. So that, you know, that was a huge event. Stadium's absolutely packed to the gills. It was a sellout. And to cap off, you know, this this recent winning streak, like this recent success, Zach Wheeler goes out there, pitches CG shut piece, baby. Probably the best game he's pitched this year. I'm fairly certain. Easily. Two hits maybe he gave up. He gave up a, a double on the in the first batter of the game to Nimmo. And then from there, retired 21 straight, was absolutely lights out. And like 
He's know, been awesome this yeah, year. He's yeah. been awesome. He absolutely, you know, absolutely electric. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the Phillies batters are eating. I don't know if they're eating. Like, they're, they have to be eating their Wheaties. Easily because eating Because Gene Wheaties. Segura, at this point, Gene Segura is fucking, he, like, if he's leading off, there's a solid chance Gene Segura is going to hit a fucking home run. I feel like every time I watch him, he just, he'll get one, like, they'll fucking just throw one down the middle of the bastard, and he just clocks at the left, and it's a line drive. Like, every time. Fucking uh, Harper. Harper's Harper is on another level. Shout out me. Yeah, for you were last say, you podcast. Said it right, you said it right before. I think it was like became like a narrative, an yeah. official. Narrative. I said, I said, stop with the Harper not being good bullshit. Harper's the best player on the Phillies, and he would be in the MVP conversation if the Phillies were better. Yeah. Listen, guess what? The Phillies win eight straight, and you know who's right in the heart of the MVP conversation? Bryce fucking Harper, and my ass was on it. Way before everybody else. And guess what? I fucking hate the Phillies. <laughs> I hate the Phillies so much. I hate when they're good because that's all I fucking hear about living in Philadelphia. Yeah. that's And that's... I, I could see... Obviously, I love the Phillies, but I could see that. I mean, the Flyers are never good, so it doesn't matter. I don't hear it anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had to slip that one in there. But regardless, yeah, no, I... You know... So, who knows? Everybody's clicking right now. I mean, they're getting to the back half of the year. Everybody's clicking. This is good. Uh, or uh, Alvarado comes out. He didn't actually fully shit his pants. That was cool. He, he which usually there's there's at least a shart. With yeah, him. it's definitely there's sharts. There's been some sharts in recent years, but like, he pitched well. Uh, our, our pitchers are pitching well. Things are like working. Our offense is fully present. So hopefully, you know, they can keep this up. This next stretch of games is going to be incredibly important for them. This is like 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 you said, like they're playing a real team. A team that could easily win it all this year, and it's like, and it's going to be tough because I'm fairly certain it's Scherzer, Kershaw, and then I don't know who's after Kershaw, but it's like, yeah, you're you, facing two of the game's best, right? Exactly. There. So it'll it'll be interesting. Um, the Phillies have Nola pitching in the first game, and then the game after that, they probably I don't know who I maybe Suarez. I I'm not sure though. I'm not 100 percent sure on that front. But that'll be it. It's if you're fun. a Phillies fan, it'll be fun to watch. It'll for be sure. fun to watch, and I'm thinking you can expect to see the stadium packed to the gills. And like, I don't know if you are a Phillies fan and you watch anything. If you watch the game, like they have talked about it during the game, they've talked about it in like you know the post game, uh, the post game interviews and shit. It's like the Citizens Bank Park has not been packed for a while, and. When it's packed, it's a completely different atmosphere, and hopefully it stays that way. And maybe, you know, now becomes the narrative where it's like the fucking bank is just back to being packed all the time. Yeah, and it's it's awesome to watch. Like, again, I'm not a Phillies fan, but that Harper home run to dead center in the second game of the series, or yeah, whatever game where they actually went and took the division lead from the Mets. Yeah. Boy, that was awesome. Yeah, that was, was huge. awesome. It was huge, and the, you know, like one one more thing about Harper is like he he smack he, you know he's smacking the ball like any like obviously he's one of the best hitters the game has ever seen, um, and the guy is so strong that today his home run was to left field. It's like you didn't even like you, any other guy. That's like a fly. That's a flyout. Maybe the warning track. Whatever him. Just fucking just bat on ball, cut through the zone, 
It's gone. Can we talk about the fact that Edwin Diaz put his hand up too, like it was like a pop up to the, the shortstop? Yeah. God, dude, if I was an MLB pitcher, I any ball in the air, I'm putting my hands in my pockets because I don't want to look like a fucking <laughs> yeah. idiot out there. Yeah, I honestly, I did it. I mean, to to Edwin Diaz's credit, I didn't think it was going out, and then I was like, holy shit! I was like, he's you know they're getting further and further. Next thing you know, it's out. It's like, oh fuck. Harper hits the ball to center field so well. Yeah, he's such a good. Center field, even opposite field hitter. He's yeah. got a ton of opposite field power. He had an opposite field home run today. Yeah. And I mean, even, you know, I noticed this in his swing. It's like his swing, his cut through the zone is literally, if he's getting a pitch where it's in, it's down the center of the plate or inside, like just with the power, if he gets good contact, like it's going out. Yeah. It, it, he's one of those guys. Obviously, there's there's a handful of guys in the MLB that are like that. But you know, if you're watching him, and and that's something that you should definitely pay attention to. Like it's worth looking at. Like if you're a fan of the sports, just I don't know. I mean, even if you're a fucking kid, you're trying to figure out. You know, you can't hit shit. Maybe you're I don't know. Maybe you hit the gym first, and then maybe you start hitting some baseballs. But if you're already you know a decent sized player, it's like me. Check out Bryce Harper's swing. Try and yeah. pick up some tips from that. Yeah, it's like I'm no fucking I'm no goddamn MLB uh, whatever. I'm no scout or anything. But I could tell you even oh, yeah. I could tell you you know. Well, oh yeah, I could tell you what's up. Yeah. Um. One last thing on the MLB here. Uh. Almost really tough for the Padres. Originally, Tatis re-injures his shoulder. And uh, originally, the talk was he's going to potentially be out for the year. Uh, last that I saw, he's progressing well. Looks like he'll be back for the uh, end of the season, potentially. And that's huge for them. Obviously, they've got guys to back him up. But no one's as good as Fernando Tatis on that on that team. Um, that It would really suck for him to not be in their lineup for the the Padres' sake, but also just for baseball's sake. And you don't want to see a guy like that go out uh, with injury, especially leading up to the playoffs. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all we got uh, for this podcast. A um, lot of information in this one, a lot of good stuff. Uh, any, any final thoughts, Josh? Uh, I saw something. This is getting into something that is totally unrelated to sports, but pop culture related. Um, from Old Row Official. This is actually kind of funny because at first I didn't understand what this was. But to preface this, Old Row Official's caption on this post is bold move by Bush here. Now this is referring to Bush Beer. Uh, Bush Beer came out with a statement saying, say no to Bush Seltzer. By sharing this petition, I, Bush Drinker, officially affirm my stance that Bush Beer shall never make a seltzer of any kind. For it is called Bush Beer. And it shall only and always be a beer. Cheers, Bush beer drinker. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> like, that's especially it's funny because like, you know, just the fact of how they wrote that out, that's hilarious. And on top of that, every single light beer or every single beer anymore is coming out with the seltzer. So the fact that they're just saying fuck it, like we're not, we're not do doing it, that shit. That's hilarious. That actually probably that'll probably drive sales for them. Like oh, easily. That'll definitely be good for them if anything. Like Bush most- is also like an older, like they were more popular, not now but earlier. Like yeah, you know, yeah, you know, in the past. Um, my dad drank Bush all the time. I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. So like that's kind of. Good for them. Like, oh, like we're just like Say, sticking to our fuck roots. Fuck the Staying yeah. true. Yeah. So no, that, I, hey, at that, I, with that, I don't have anything else. I'm sure that, I mean, I could keep scrolling through Instagram and it's, I probably should just stop right now. Just stop right there. Cause I know I'm not going to see anything else on Instagram as good as that. Um, but yeah, so 
good episode. A lot, like you said, a lot of information. Episode three in the books. Um, I think it's this wasn't planned. It's not planned, and we're not going to say anything officially. But I mean, it's worth to announce that there are some moves being made. Yeah, we've got some. We've got some guests lined up. We got some guests up. lined up, and then on top of that. We have a bigger move, hopefully. And not hopefully, it's actually It's going to happen. It's ink. It's in ink. It's just a matter of time. It's actually just going to happen. You're not even yeah, going to... Yeah, it's going to come It's gonna come out of nowhere. It's literally going to come out of nowhere. There'll actually probably be an Instagram post first, and then, you know, we'll go from there. But that'll be within the next week Two weeks. Two I say weeks. two weeks, yeah. Yeah, next two weeks, probably. So that's exciting. There's a lot of exciting stuff coming up here. Um yeah. I don't know. There's not much more we can add. Just spread the word. That's spread all we ask. Spread the word. Yeah. And, and we talked about this before. Uh, like we at, I don't know, t- right now it's a tough time. And, and for me personally, it's a tough time because like I'm going, going back to school like literally next week. So there's a lot of shit going on. But once we're kind of settled down into the, you know, school, we're both out of respective schools and stuff. Even before then, we plan on hopefully getting an interview with like an actual athlete out before we go to school. But that, then from there, like, you know, we've said this before. We'll say it again. That's the plan. Like we're going to get on people and they're probably going to be good athletes. I mean, it's, we know, we just know good athletes. It, it's fucking, we're not tuning our own horns, but it's just. Yeah. We just know people. We just, like, we're we sorry. We we're just, just know nice people. guys and we just yeah. fucking, so we're going to be, we're going to be talking to some cool people. It should be a lot of fun. Um, look, look, definitely we're, I think we're going to try and post more on the social medias to like let you know about maybe think like big developments and stuff. Yeah. So it's easy. And just for, get you jazzed up. Gets yeah. You it's easier for you to follow and that way, you know, but any, anyway, we, you know, we appreciate everybody who listens already. We, uh, spread the word, like we said, um, and we'll, we'll keep providing the good content and, uh, episode three in the books. By the way, one, one last thing. If there's anything that you think that we should be maybe talking about, Hit our DMs if you got questions. If yeah. You got you got sports questions. Yeah. Hit our DMs. We let's make this interactive a little bit here. Yeah. The more let's get I, some questions. The more interactive it is, the better it's going to be for everybody. You know, like Easily. if you can get involved, then it's going to be easier for us to involve you. I yeah. Mean, that's how. And it goes. hey, again, if you're an athlete, you want to come on, give us a shout. Hit give our us line. A DM. Hit our line because if you don't hit our line, we're hitting yours. Yeah. And we're knocking on doors. Too. Yeah, yeah, we're so, gonna be going. Yeah, we're gonna be going door to door. It's and gonna like, be like Jehovah's Witness in this bitch. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, if I'm pretty sure those are the people. They are. They okay. are. Yeah. So, what a you know what a cluster what a cluster of things added on to an ending of a podcast. But with all that being said, thanks for listening. Adios. Good night.